Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of our show. We are going to have a great show for you today. So what is the show going to be about? First of all, let me make sure that I get the show all queued up. You know, that's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. Anyhow, folks, if you are just ch chiming in now, please remember to go ahead and share the program. That is one of the big asks that we have of you. Please share the program. It is imperative if we want folks to see us, if we want to make that change, if we want to do all these things, people have got to see what we're talking about. So please, if you're with us right now, please go ahead and share. I'm in the process of doing some more login, folks, as we log into the other systems that we we're supposed to be logged into or we should have been logged into. Earlier on, we'll get things done. Anyhow, folks, please go ahead and share the program as soon as you can on your wall, on your Twitter, and everywhere else. Anyhow, what is the program going to be about today? Let's go ahead and check that out. Let's go ahead and check that out. Title of the show, let me put that on the screen. Let's get that on the screen right now if I can find the thing left. There we go. GOP prefers chaos to voters. Jen Psaki uses podium to frame the GOP. Eddie Glaude pressures Democrats and more. GOP cares nothing about their voters as seen here. Eddie Glaude wants Democrats to protect, protect the vote. That's what we've got to do. Protect the vote. Anyhow, um, let's see if we're queued where we're supposed to be queued, and then we'll go ahead and get started as we should. So bear with me one quick second to make sure that that is all queued up appropriately. I don't see it queued everywhere, but that's okay. That is okay that it's not completely queued yet. All right, let's see what Michael Rudden has brought us today. Trump praised Hitler to Chief of Staff John Kelly. Yeah, I, I read that. He actually did that. He praised John Kelly during Europe, uh, Europe trip, new book claims. But of course he did. Trump's praised authoritarians before, so this comes as no surprise. That said, I have no, I have to wonder why sit on this for years. You, you know why they sat on that for years? To write a book. That's the whole thing. You get all this nice, good information, and you know what you do with it? You write a book. And that's what they did. They wrote a book. Uh, let's see here. Uh, bear with me one more second. I think I understand what I did. I think I understand what I did. I think I understand what I did. And I think it is my fault that the queue did not work. Because in the process of doing the queue... I did not set something up correctly, maybe. Maybe that's the case. All right. Anyhow, folks, as it turns out, as it turns out, um, it is, it is, that, that is pretty darn clear, the reason why that has occurred. Okay, Michael Rudnan also said, let's see what he says, according to Haitian ambassador to Washington, Bachet Edmund Moisey, Killers claim to be members of the U.S. Drug Enforcement. Yeah, they actually played a tape. They actually played a tape that showed, that, that pretty much had these guys shouting, DEA, DEA. Uh, well, the DEA pretty much says that it's, you know, it, it, that was likely a cover. And I, I, in that regards, I, 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 I would tend to believe that because the DEA would not have been that sloppy. The DEA definitely would not have been that sloppy. So I don't think uh, it is really it had anything to do with the DEA or anything of that nature. My hunch is it was otherwise. Okay, let's see what else we have here. Uh, in case you had any doubts, scientists found climate change was definitely behind the deadly Pacific Northwest heat wave. An international team of 27 scientists examined the link between human-induced climate change and the heat wave, finding that the blistering temperatures were made at least 150 times more likely to occur because of climate change. I think that you know uh, that we're we're almost we're almost beating a dead horse in that we know the truth. 
we know the truth. Okay, in case you had any doubts, that's one I read before. Justin Trudeau's love of fossil fuel will only make Canada extreme weather worse. Canada has the same problem of corruption that we do. Why are we doing so poorly on addressing the emergency in a relatively wealthy country with a stable democracy in which the majority of the population not only believes in climate change, but supports strong action to move to allow carbon uh, to low carbon economy? The answer has in part with le uh, level of influence, lobbying and power of the fossil fuel companies in committees, council and commissions that are shaping our response to the climate emergency. Yep, yep, yep. Well, anyhow, folks, uh, let's go ahead and get started with our first video, and that is going to be with Jen Psaki and what she did. And then, uh, well, let me let me first see if there's any more things. Let's let's salute people first. Hello, E two two four seven, Bridge MCP, uh, Peggy Lopez. I'm not surprised about Trump's love of Hitler. While he was running, I lost some friends by comparing Trump to Hitler. Neither of them is a noun. <laughs> just Bridge MCP, just some history, I believe. Haiti has been a disaster for a long time. It's a disaster created. Imagine, imagine they've won their independence, right? This is, this is amazing. They won their independence, and they were forced to pay France for the cost of themselves. In other words, they had to pay France for their liberty. And they've been paying France for their liberties for centuries. I want you to think about that. You free yourself from the oppressor. And then the oppressor says, for you keeping your freedom, you have to pay us because you were property. Think about that. Think about that. So much of their treasury was going to pay off themselves. It always behooved me that that wasn't a big story that everybody knew about. So few people like Tully know that. All right, let's see. Scott has held Arizona out of precinct policy. Uh, I don't quite. Let's see. Precinct policy HB 2023 do not violate two of VR of the Voter Registration uh, Voters Act, and also the HB 23 was not enacted with a racially... Come on now. Yeah, I, I, I saw that, but you know what? We know, we, know, we know for a fact that that is bunk. We know that. So, I mean, it, there's no need to really reiterate that because we know what, it, what that really, really, really means. Okay, um, before I start the other video, folks, please remember it's a call-in show today as well. So you can call us if you so desire. You can, uh, you, you can, well, actually, let's see what else I have here before I jump. Before I jump the ship, let's see what else I got here. I think I need to post something else uh, out here. Let's go ahead and play the first video, and then we'll take it after that. One of the re things Republicans always have over Democrats is the narrative. They're always, they know how to stick with a narrative. They know how to stick to a lie. They know how to stick to all the things that they want to say. And even if they're lying, it sort of becomes the reality for some, those who are gullible, but it becomes their reality and they act on that reality. We have a tendency to be very insular in the things that we talk about. If we're talking about one particular issue, that's what we're talking about. But what I really enjoy with watching Jen uh, Psaki and others of the new, this new administration is that they have a tendency to always ding the evil on the other side whenever an opportunity, however small, however large, r makes its case. And that is what Jen did today. I think today the uh, vice president will be meeting uh, with, at, I think it's at Howard University discussing a plan to encourage people to vote. That is what it's all about. Encourage people to vote, sign them up to vote, etc. But why? Why are they doing that? Well, because Republicans are undemocratically trying to take people's votes away, especially specifically the people who tend to vote Democratic. And she didn't mince her words as she 
told that story within the story of the vice president going to uh, to for this new program, and that the president is going to be meeting with black leaders. So she used her narrative effectively, and at the same time, ding the evil being emanate that is emanating right now from uh, the GOP politicians. So let's check, take a look at that, and then we'll take it on the other side. Uh, today, as you all know, the president and vice president will meet with black leaders from top civil rights organizations. We are about to put out the list of these names if they are not already in your inbox. Um, but that is happening this afternoon. We'll have a readout. We also expect a number of them will go out to the stakeout after the meeting. Uh, later today, Vice President Harris will also deliver remarks at Howard University on how the Democratic National Committee is expanding their I Will Vote campaign, for which the DNC can give you additional specifics. As the President has been emphatic since taking before taking office, our constitutional rights are on the line because state legislatures have forced through a wave of anti-voter laws based on the same repeatedly disproven lies that led to an assault on our nation's capital and one of the darkest days in the history of American democracy. So the meeting today, the vice president's event, are part of our ongoing effort to elevate this issue, to work uh, with every lever of the federal government. Now, it was very matter of fact, very matter of fact. But the thing about it is that you can sing this stuff off of your tongue. We, are, uh, we, we, we realize that the Republicans are attempting to steal the election. We realize that the Republicans are creating laws to stop people from voting. Matter of fact, no, no hyperbole or anything, but always keeping it in the conscience in, of, of America, in the conscience of America, that Republicans are attempting to take your democracy away. Republicans are attempting to take your democracy away. It started way before January 6th, but January 6th was that uh, peak where they actually started using violence to attempt a national coup of this country. So we have to keep it up. We have to keep telling the narrative. We have to keep making sure people understand that in America, as Matthew Dowd said, there's only one party at this point in time, one viable party at this point in time that still maintains some modicum of democracy, and that is currently the Democratic Party. You know, I wrote, I, I wrote a piece a few... Um, actually, I think I sent it out last night, and what happened is somebody came onto the piece and said, well, Egberto, if you believe the Democratic Party is any better than the Republican Party, then you're, you're drinking. What you really need to do is forget about parties and do something else. And I, you know, one of the questions that I ask people all of the time is, look, the Democratic Party, they're not sanctified, they're not saints, they're not any of those things either. But my question is always, uh, give me the path. Give me the path that you think creates a better option for success. And you know what I usually get? Crickets. And you know why I get crickets? You get crickets because, as it turns out, the only way we are going to really effect change, the only way we are going to really, really make change, right, is if we change from the bottom up. In other words, we have to get the people educated first. Then after they're educated, they're going to learn how to vote for the right people, people that are really going to be for them, and then move on. But anyhow, let me continue. Let's see. Michael says, how do we get out of the two-party duopoly? Just step away and become an independent. When over 50% of the people do the same, the duopoly will fail, not crickets. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean at all. Here's the deal. For you to win, within every state, there are hindrances that the duopoly puts out to prevent independence. So what I try to tell people is that you have to be independent in nature. In my case, you have to be a, a progressive or whatever you want to call yourself and get elected as such within the party system. Because, again, the party system holds the machine. The machinery of the vote, the machinery of doing everything is held by this duopoly. 
Now, uh, you go into Congress as an independent. Who do you caucus with and how? who takes over as the leader of the Senate? Who brings the laws that you're going to pass in? That's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. What I try to tell people is give me the path. I Look, I'm, let's say I'm an old schooler. And I tell my youngsters all the time. When I say the youngsters, I'm talking about the millennials that I hang with who want to you know, go, go and do X, Y, and Z. Give me the path that we can actually attain a goal, and I will be there following you. I will be there. Give me the path. And you know what I generally hear? That's the crickets I'm talking about. In other words, okay, step one, we become independent. I'm already, I, I don't have allegiance per se to pardon as much as I'm a machine of the party. But I am really a machine of the people. In other words, I am going to vote the interests of the people. If that happens to be, that happens to be mostly where Democrats land. But right now, Democrats, establishment Democrats are not landing on Medicare for All. They're not landing on family leave. They're not landing on, on basic income. That's not where they are. I am. And I'm sure Rodnin is. I am sure they're there as well. But how do we get there in a duopoly, in, in, a, in a place where the duopoly is in control? You have to educate the masses. The masses have to elect people into the party that gives you the highest probability of getting what you want to get done, done. And then you do it. That takes time. That takes investment. That takes changing hearts. That takes also making people realize that we are all in this together. And that means doing some of the things I think, in my humble opinion, that I do. And that is try to engage with absolutely everyone. You saw the woman that I spoke to yesterday. Some people won't spend the time. Some people won't spend the effort to go ahead and engage people that, you know, really turn them off. Because some of the backward stuff that's said, it's just a turn off and, you know, you don't want to be bothered. I've learned how to listen. Listen to see where their hearts are. And in the process of listening to where their hearts are, I then am able to do or get to them in a more, uh, what manner should I call it? In a better manner, if you will. Okay? So, I think it's important. And, 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 and Rudnan, I read you. I read you. We need independence and we know how the system functions. We do. We do. But we also have to realize that we have to do it in a particular manner, in my humble opinion, that is. Michael Rodnitz and Egberto, makes me wish you read all my startup comments. The last one was kind of on point. Everyone wants healthcare reform. Industry lobbying won't let them have it. Of the six proposed reforms put uh, to respondents, each enjoyed majority support across the electorate, with, ev with four even eliciting more than 50% of the Republican voters. A proposal to add dental, vision, and hearing coverage for Medicare to example score 84 Percent in favor, 89% among Democrats, 79% among Republicans. Universal health care is a debate between the people's interest and the donor's greed. All right, we're not in disagreement, uh, Brother Rudnan. Here's what I'm saying. Why I talk about we have to start at the bottom and educate people. Those same people, that same 80, you show 79% of Republicans who want those policies. But they will still go ahead and elect the Republican in their district because they're Republicans and because they are, they are so wedded to that. They are so wedded to their ideology, their, their implied ideology, even though we know it's false. Yesterday when I spoke to that, that woman, uh, the doc, doctor, yesterday, we spoke and I looked at her and I said, my God, you're a socialist. And she kind of st stood aback. Because she displayed exactly what you said, Brother Rudnan. She did exactly what you just pointed out there. That she believes in a lot of the policies we believe in. 
And at the same time, she turns around and votes Republican. At the same time, she turns around and believes in pushing all these narratives that's given to them. They are educated, miseducated, but Republicans are educated. They have been educated to vote against their own interest. Some Democrats have been educated to vote against their own interests. Think about when all of them voted for Biden. I've already accepted a mea culpa that because of the state of the education of our electorate, Biden was likely a, a, a one to win. And that it was, even if, if, if Bernie had won in a landslide or whatever, that the establishment would have been problematic. So my thing with all the books that I write, with all the blogs that I write, with all the stuff I do on radio, and with, all, and, and with the idea of multiplying what we do here. In other words, hey, any one of you guys want to start a blog show? Any one of you guys want to start a program to reach another sphere of influence? Hey, I volunteer to help. I don't have much time, but I volunteer to help whatever I have to do because that is what we have to do. We have to go out there and we have to make these things happen. But we have to educate people first. All right, let, let me continue. Uh, let's see if I missed anything on top first. Uh, let's see. Iraq destabilizing in part because of how badly screwed up was the Iran deal by that former guy. There was no Iran deal by the former guy. He just dumped it. Rose Williams, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. Eric says, good ideas, but for others may provide solutions to their questions. Yeah, I think. All right, I'll say uh, Biden administration officials have insisted that the United States will respond hard to Iranian threats. Uh, let's see, that's not language of cooler heads prevailing and reestablishing in good faith actions. I think you're... You're talking about response to Biden. Eric Hayes says, independent and moderate will probably be the swing in 2022. So addressing their needs and questions may be key. And as Rudnan points out, if you take a look at the, the, where people's minds are, the policies that they want, it is clear what policies they want. So what we have to do is be ready to provide, uh, to, to, to educate, uh, if you will. Bridge MCP, both parties do not all independent, wait, do, do not all independents to vote in the smaller races like primaries. Why not? In some places, it doesn't matter what, where you are in the primary. Some places, you have to be of that party, like in Texas. If you vote in a Republican par party, you have to vote in, uh, rather, if you vote in Republican primaries, you have to, in runoffs, all of that, you have to vote in one only. You can't vote in one or the, uh, in, in both of them. You vote in one only. Paul Fleming, Texas GOP files new election bill banning drive through voting. Texas legislative session to focus on voting. That's what they're doing right now. I am supposed to be going up to Austin sometime within this session, and more than likely if I do that, we'll be carrying the program live from Austin. Uh, quick question, how does this work with higher prices for necessities? Wouldn't that wash out any gains in income? How can we be modeled where there is a positive for those getting bigger wages? Shouldn't this be shown? Okay, let, let's go ahead and put it this way. They've done this analysis. What happens is people have a tendency to believe if somebody wages go up 15% because of it or, or 100% because for those people that are making $7.50 an hour, uh, going to $15 mean 100%, right? 100% increase. But what happens is the cost of labor compared to all other costs are much less. So they have done calculations that have said that uh, putting a increase into $15 an hour for the average McDonald worker, for the lowest McDonald worker, would do nothing more than increase, I think, the price of a burger by a nickel or something like that. Well worth it. That extra nickel that you're going to pay per burger is less than the economic activity that person is going to get from that spending power and not having to depend on the dole for that additional money because they're going to get that money and throw that right back into the economy. You know, so I mean, there's been there have been calculations that show that you get more money, and there's there are other things when it comes to basic income. When a rich person who has their riches based on 
your labor. Remember, no billionaire earned it. I want everybody, people need to have complete disrespect for billionaires. I want you to have complete disrespect for billionaires and really accept billionaires for what they really are. They are legal parasites, thieves, or I should call it legal parasitic thieves because they have garnered their wealth on your labor, on your service, on your intellect. Remember that. Remember, it's important for you to know that nobody can amass a billion dollars. Nobody has that in... in, in, to, to, they don't. They do not generate that amount of activity where they are worth that. That is what was not paid to you. And so we, instead of worshiping the wealthy, we ought to worship each other, the ones who actually do the work. Let's give an example. If I own a bakery, right? And I decide to pay the least amount of money to my employees... I'm going to give you seven bucks an hour to all my employees. But I keep raising the prices of my bread. My bread goes up in price 5% every year. And I tell people it's because of the cost of this and cost of that. But my bread price goes up. I put that in one of my books, right? The only thing that doesn't fly with inflation are wages. If we, if the, if we go from when the wages started at $7.25 and indexed it to inflation, it would be $23 right now. But check it out. We raise hell about giving people $23 an hour, right? Okay. Did that baker raise hell when the flour went up in price? Did that baker raise hell when the water bill went up in price? Did that baker raise hell when all these other things went up in price? So why, why not your income? And by the way, if electricity went up in price for the baker, electricity also went up in price for that a person making less than living wage. So the inequities that we have that is designed and built into a system that treats workers as indentured servants is really the problem. And until we realize that, until we assert our worth, there's a chapter in here called Assert Your Worth. Assert Your Worth. You have to break down all the lies that we were taught. One of the reasons they don't want things like critical race theory and all, and all these things is you start to learn how, how crooked the system really is to create what it has created. You, you start to learn that, oh my, you know, and, and a lot of my white brothers and sisters, when they learn certain things about uh, how race was used not only to, to, uh, to control them, I'm not talking about race used to control black people, I'm talking about race used to control white people not being able to see the picture of who is screwing them. Right? So all these things are designed as smoke and mirrors against you. And you don't see it because we have been indoctrinated from birth. From birth. When Democrats fail to pass measures such as universal health care that have vast supermajority support, they show themselves to be a little better than Republicans. Agreed. Result, people lose faith in government. That's got to change. Again, remember what I spoke to that woman about yesterday. People do lose faith in government, but they shouldn't. Because government is themselves. We are the government. What we have to do is not lose faith in government, but change government. Let's give an example. Our, our congressperson from my district doesn't want to give Medicare for all, right? He doesn't want to, okay? Now, a lot of the people in this district need it, but a lot of the people in my district, they, they hold their nose to anything that they claim that was told to them is liberal. So they need the health care. The health care is considered, a li- we, we've identified it as a liberal policy, not as a human policy, as a liberal policy, so that person go ahead and he pulls the vote, he pulls the trigger for our congressman, the Republican congressman. Why? Again, indoctrination doesn't make you smart. Indoctrination makes you a slave, a mental slave. 
If Bernie would have won, he would have been the activist in chief, use the bullet pulpit, get millions outside Congress, look at what people demanded, stand against them at your peril. Um, I'll, I'm going to leave that one alone because that's a, a whole other discussion. Carl Cox, I'm in favor of a third party, a truly liberal progressive party, moderate Democrats. Yeah, look, we have to change. First of all, we, have a, we don't have a democracy uh, at all. We have a we have a poor example of a democracy, and the truth of the matter is, whenever we are out there preaching about democracy, we should be ashamed that you know uh, that you have two senators from California and two senators from South Dakota. That makes no sense. That is completely, completely undemocratic. That you can gerrymander a place that voted by seven points for a Democrat and you only end up with one out of seven uh, Congress people. That's not a democracy. That's a failed democracy. And a failed democracy don't stand for long. I had to change to them because New York does not allow independence to vote. Thank you. That's what I was trying to allude to. Uh, these guys have inculcated, they, they've, uh, they've, con- they've gone together and inculcated that, that you have to be one or the other to participate in primaries where the selections are actually made. Okay, I'm, I'm a little past half hour. Before I go to the other video, let me do my ass. Folks, please go ahead and support Politics Done Right by clicking that Join button. Click that Join button on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube, you can go ahead and click this link that I'm going to put out here, which is politicsunright.com slash YouTube, politicsunright.com slash YouTube. Uh, you can also get our cup if you take a look at the screen right now. Those are our cups, and people who have gotten the cups, I, I haven't updated my picture list yet. Got a lot of work to do, man. Anyhow, uh, go ahead and, uh, and, and get a cup if, you, if, you, if you're so inclined to. Uh, you can also support us via Patreon. We need to get 1,000 Patreons and 1,000 and um, YouTube members. So please choose one or the other, or if you want to support us, you can also support us through PayPal. And I'm putting that link in there also, politicsonright.com slash PayPal. So we have several links. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal if you want to just contribute something to us. Politicsandright.com slash Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. If you want to be a patron, that gives you quite a few benefits. It tells you when you click on the link. Our politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Become part of our YouTube or PDR Posse. Now, you can alternatively go to our store and get all the products that we sell, T-shirts, all that good stuff. Please consider doing that. That helps us out as well. And, of course, you can get all our books, and those are the books that you see on screen. You can get all our books, and I have the books on the screen right now by going to politicsdoneright.com slash books. That is politicsdoneright.com slash books. I'm pretty sure uh, you'd get those three books that we have there. They are pretty much in series. The first one, as I see it, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom, is a good starter as far as how the presidents affected the economy, both Democratic and Republican presidents. We talk about how uh, it, uh, how it was that it was uh, failed, uh, how it was failed. So, you know, what can I say? And then we had uh, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relative Friends and Neighbors, uh, what you do, what, that one really try, I always say that we can't win with 50 plus one. We can't get good policy with 50% winning plus one. We need to have many more people there so that it has stayed for. We have to have many educated people understanding the reasons that we need these progressive policies to ensure that we are all living the lives that we want. And the last one is called How to Make America Utopia. And that is where we talk about these policies that says, hey, we need this, we need that. We need the other. Okay, let's continue now. Um, uh, let's see. Norman Reynolds says, The rhetoric from the GOP since Gingrich has been to assume a lack of humanity and indoctrinating a war against independence and the left. The media's support of a middle ground that keeps supporting the right and mainstream lies has made it almost impossible for those that have been indoctrinated as GOP to see the error of their past. That is so true. But, you know... Like, like I say, we, we slowly, slowly just try to reach them. And, and the thing about it, like somebody like myself, right, I don't lose faith in, in trying. All right, Colin, what you did yesterday, an interview is a joke, right, Egberto? Monopolizing over 75% of the conversation multiple times would, would uh, interrupt, not allowing complete thought to be finished. Further, Egberto, we also hear quite uh, clear how you attempted to lead her into your silly debate traps. LOL, and you failed every time. Uh, you must have been looking at a different debate, and you better go add up the time each of us had to speak 
because the numbers that you said there, again, you know, you, you kind of prove that who actually lies, right? Because for you to say that I spoke 75% of the time, that's ludicrous. That's not true. Secondly, uh, when it comes to you saying, my dear friend, that somehow I try to get her into a trap and she always w- – no, the truth of the matter is I didn't try to get her into a fact, a trap. I just tried to have her say what she needed to say. And the truth of the matter is one of the biggest things that she said proved uh, how wrong your ideology is. She said the founding fathers created a country uh, in which all inalienable rights came from God. And in the same in the same interview, she then says that George Washington's wife and Je- Thomas Jefferson eventually gave their freedoms to uh, the slaves. So therefore, you can't have both. You can't have the white guy giving the black guy his inalienable rights. God, and then at the same time saying that God gave us inalienable right and we're the only country that supports that it just does not compute when you are built on a lie the lie is exposed and that's all that i did and i did it very calmly and i did it without insulting anybody yesterday but i mean the reason she said that is that's the narrative that you guys preach and since they don't teach critical thinking in other words if that is so then let's see. Critically, you keep moving on, moving on to have some sort of a logic. But when you are in a policy that is devoid of logic, that is the kinds of things that are easy to catch. That's all. Saw your discussion with Dr. Uh, from yesterday, last night. One of the greatest lessons on listening I have seen. Thank you. The hardest thing we have to do is listen. And it, it is funny that, that Daniel would say that because every place that this interview is at, people were saying, why were you so patient? And I'm like, because I do more listening. Okay, let's go ahead. Daniel Ado, wait, wait. Egberto always tells us to respect everyone. Aren't billionaires people too? I respect billionaires, but I want them to have no respect for how they've gotten their billions. So maybe you are correcting that I should not say, I should make it be known that it's not the person that I'm talking about, but it's what they've done that I'm talking about. So Daniel Lado, uh, you got me. Uh, you got me. Don't respect how they've gotten their billions is what I should say. And Daniel Lado on that point is absolutely correct because I do, I respect, I respect the persons, but how they got their wealth, absolutely not. Then the billionaire person backed Biden financial wise, so you piss them off by attacking them and what happens in 20. Look, here's the deal. I personally don't believe you need billions to win, and I think a lot of people have shown that. What I like is I like the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez model. It takes work. It takes work. Her model takes a different kind of work. Nancy Pelosi and all these guys wanted Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to spend that time calling their donors, calling all these donors that she's supposed to call. That's what they teach a congressperson when you get into the office. You have to spend, I don't remember how many hours a day calling donors to raise money. Alexandria Cortez nurtures her followers. She puts out a tweet and says, hey guys, I want to raise this for the people who are being frozen out by the Republicans in Texas. Let's raise some money. And she brings $4 million. And you know why she does that? Because people respect her and what she does. That's why. Okay, let's see. Michael Rodney says, rising fast food through wages to $15 would raise the price by 4%. Given that fast food workers are $15 minimum wage would increase the cost of a burger by about 25 cents. I'm willing to pay a bit extra to make sure servers can live. I agree. Tom C., billionaires would not be a problem if the U.S. would require corporations to pay taxes, living wages, and not the monopolist, anti-union, or pay. Yeah, but look, we got to go back to... Greater than 90% rate over a certain amount of money. Because it's not their money. We gave them an economic, a failed economic system that allowed people to hoard money. And the, the hardest thing to get into people is when you've learned that somehow you deserve that billion dollars, you start to believe it. Let me tell you, I use myself a whole lot of times. And I'm nowhere close when I used to make money in that, those kind of areas. Nowhere close. But I remember, I remember after developing CAMDRV, 
and selling a contract for you know one license for ten thousand dollars and saying to myself, uh, "Wow, I, I you know I'll be I on I think I've told this story before. There are times that I felt kind of yucky because I knew the corporation would pay me whatever it is that I asked for the product because it was the only thing that dropped the RTS signal. I know that, but I knew who ultimately paid it. That poor person who is going to fly, that's going to pay for the ticket and the plane. It's always that way. The people with price and power always accumulate all the money. If you have price and power, you are a master. A price and power. If you are the one who dictate prices, and all these businesses can dictate prices, okay, uh, you want uh, uh, Boeing comes to me. How much do you want for that? Ten thousand. Okay, I'll give you ten thousand dollars. Boeing goes and they buy a lot of stuff from other people, and they say, okay, it costs us all of this. Our shareholders want to make this amount of money, and we want our executives to get this this amount of bonus, etc., etc., etc. Okay, great, great. Now guess what? Guess what? We now are gonna tr- take get all that money back from who? You. You always lose. Remember that. You always lose based on our economic model. Always. It is not a fair model. Because you don't have price and power. You are at the bottom of the totem pole. Everybody else on the top, the few at the top, set prices. And you have to live with it. And people say, oh, well, there's competition. Oh, with a, with a little mom and pop shop, the baker, the candlestick maker, there is some competition there that can control prices. But when it comes to the, olig- the, the big monopolies, okay, ADM and so, you have zero power. Check out insulin, the price of medicine, the price of hospitalization, all of that. That has nothing to do with the value of these things. It has everything to do with how much profit they want for themselves, how much profit the shareholder wants. It has nothing to do about you. You are just the cog. You are just from whom they're going to collect. Jeff Bezos, Tom C. says, Jeff Bezos is not really the problem. He produced Amazon Prime, Alexa, Kindle Fire, movie streaming, owns Washington Post, Audible, read books, must pay higher taxes and employ for wage. Jeff Bezos is not... He is the problem, though, brother Tom. Here's what here's what here's the thinking that I'm trying to get people away from. Here's what you said: He produced Amazon Prime. Wrong. Many people came up in a place with ideas about Amazon Prime. He profited from the intellect of others. He created Kindle Fire. He wouldn't know what to do with an electron in a quantum mechanics domain than 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 your than my 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 little brother engineers scientists they designed that thing but remember what i said in a couple other shows if you are the one who last touches it and sells it you get all the money you get all the profits while everybody else who designed it who sweat for it like when i created com drv i wrote the software I bought the oscilloscopes and all of that to test the software, to test the hardware that was driven that software. I wrote the manuals. I got the manuals printed, all of that kind of stuff. So if I don't feel creating that product, that I, I feel, even as I created that product, I felt a loyalty to my university. So I always made sure to give back to my university. I felt a loyalty to all the people in Texas who paid taxes to have a great university so I don't, you know, so I'd never complain about taxes. And I, for all the federal grants that have gone to these universities to create the microprocessors, which I then had the honor to program, it's a collective. And the problem is the way capitalism is designed, those people like Bezos who are not the ones who understand movie streaming, who understands the, the printing press, who understands the, the, what goes on in Kindle, who understands the, the, the robotics that goes on in making Amazon work. He is the one who gets the billions. And all those guys that created the robots and all these things, they get a, a measly salary 
it's not a fair system. We've, we've been taught to believe in it, but it's not a fair at all. Reply, let's see, uh, para ver, uh, the rhetoric from the GOP since, oh, I read that already. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Voter education project require corporations to be B corporations, which means the corps have the benefits at their stakeholders and not just the shareholders. I, I can live with that. Hey, que paso hermano mío, I have a voter education project. What's up, man? Uh, great to see you. Uh, Carl. For a minute, Carl, you know, I forgot your name. Bridge MCP says, uh, New York has in mail I, no ID, no drop boxes, and did have early voting and we, when we had a pandemic. All right, let's continue scrolling, 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 scrolling. Support independent media politics and rights. Thank you. Yes, please support us. We need your support badly. Daniel Edo was invited to render. I don't assume you're evil because of your ideology. You seem to do exactly that to the GOP. That is because, again, Anybody who makes people die are evil. I mean, we're just naming things the way they are. If you make people die, you're evil. It's that simple. Okay, continuing. Uh, let me see what else is here. Bridge MCP says, I think I got that one, about New York. New York mail in has mail-in, no ID, no drop boxes. I think I read that one already. Uh, POTUS U.S. Grant 1876, if we are have another contest in the near future of our national existence, I predict that dividing line will not be the Mason-Dixon line, but between patriotism and intelligence on one side and superstition, ambition, and... <laughs> oh, E2247, you are too funny. Unfortunately, you're right. Daniel Edo, Egberto, your ignorance about America is stunning. I can guarantee you, Daniel, let me tell you. I came to the United States in 1979. I had to pass, to, uh, when I became a U.S. citizen, I had to pass a test that proved I, of how much I know about America. I would put my knowledge of America, its structures and systems, up against yours, my brother. Okay, Anytime you want to go at it, we can discuss whether I understand America or not. Let me tell you better. Many of us foreigners, and you can ask Norman Reynolds, who is from another country as well, Roberto Lewis, who's from another country as well, whether we, relative to the average American citizens, foreigners, how much we were, we had to learn. This not this just is talking about the way you know the, the 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 things that we had to do, but we had to learn about America before we could ever become United States citizen. And most of us know more about America than Americans, not because that there's anything wrong uh, that Americans have done. It's because America has forced, America has been attempted to dumbify its citizenry for a long time because indoctrination was starting to wear off. People were starting to wonder, why am I doing the work and somebody else making all the spoils? Think about that, brothers and sisters. Think about that. Think about that. More culture war nonsense. Kaylee McEnany falls to the claims. All the main funding fathers oppose slavery. That is so funny. They so oppose slavery that they had slaves. Yeah, sure. All right, let's see. Billionaires have done so much damage in the way of wealth inequity and environmental degradation. Absolutely true. All right, let's see. Billionaires have done so much damage. I got that already. Replying to Vrijav, that's a reply, that's a reply. Let me see what else I got to read here. Bear with me, guys. Uh, I'm going down. Norman's replying to somebody else. I'm going, Eric Hayes says, piss off the people who own companies and have money that support those jobs and see where uh, goes the economy and politics on all sides. Again, Eric, I love you, but that is slave mentality. You have just displayed slave mentality because I've been trying to talk about what is your worth. They cannot exist without you. They cannot exist without workers. So for some businessman to say, you're speaking bad against me, so I am going to stop having workers. Really? Then you ain't got no business. I mean, it is amazing that we, are, it is, it, that we have been so misprogrammed, malprogrammed, that we don't see our own power. The corporations cannot do it without... And you know, the pandemic almost showed that. The pandemic, the, the pandemic put the oil company on their knees. They couldn't, even, they couldn't even give away their oil. And they finally realized, oh, people do have power. But they also count on continual mind manipulation. 
we didn't have to see these higher gas prices because remember, it cost them next to nothing to get the gas in the aggregate when you count about price versus the amount of oil actually being extracted. It's cost next to nothing. All, but, but what they charge is what the market will bear, and what the market will bear is what they convince you that you should be willing to pay for it. The government gave Bezos a pass for many years. He wouldn't have made it. He would have gone bankrupt without the help. Amazon wasn't solvent for years. Right. And the way the laws are written, he got by. Amazing. Thank you for that, Rose, because you get it. Uh, Daniel was talking to Norman. I won't see that one. Let's see. Maywood replying to somebody else. Egberto, was this UCOM DRV S7 newest version? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think that's me. Com DRV S7 is that. That is actually, I think, the original Com driver from Microsoft. I created Com DRV, which had several versions: Com DRV NT, Com DRV VXD, Com DRV um, uh, Win, Com DRV uh, DOS. And what I did is allowed uh, microprocess uh, the serial port on microprocessors to do something special with a signal called the RTS signal that allowed very, very fast and efficient multidirectional communication on the PC, something that the, that Windows couldn't do. I was the only one. At the, actually, I'm still the only product on the market that does it with the old style 8051, uh, 8250 UART. Uh, anyhow, uh, let's see. Let's see. Bridge MCP. Eric, no one is allowed to leave the planet or re-enter without paying taxes. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Egberto. I I happy you passed your test. I'm gonna put a sticker on your paper. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Whoop whoop. <laughs> okay, replying to Bridge MCP. Let's see. This guy is interesting. Wes, who is interesting? All right. Let's see. Not sure whose side he's on yet. Eric Hayes. Nope. They can hire what or whom they want to look at the censorship going on. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Okay. We have five minutes. I can only show one more uh, video. I'm going to show the one with, um, I think I showed Jen Saki already, right? So I'll show the one with the GOP guy that shows all they want is chaos. So let's go ahead and do that one. I hope Democrats are starting to get their messaging correct for 2022. For any failures that they are, they now have documented evidence that they simply need to point and say, Republican intent is to make sure nothing gets done for you. I ran across this article in Common Dreams with a video that everybody needs to listen to. The article was titled, In Leaked Video, GOP Congressman Admits His Party Wants Chaos and Inability to Get Stuff Done. Check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. So the bigger question, though, is what is there that is bipartisan hope, like where we could get involved? Is there anything? I mean, I think that depends a little bit on what comes out of the Senate. I mean, in the House, no. Mm -hmm. uh, if something comes, I mean, I'm just being blunt. I mean, uh -huh. there are some bipartisan bills in the, in the House on various matters, but on this particular topic, I'm unaware of anything significant moving because of the way, I mean, look, you're seeing it happen right now in transportation and infrastructure, mm -hmm. right? Pelosi is just tacking hard to the left, AOC and company. You saw it unfold with this whole Pelosi, Schumer, Biden you know, thing on infrastructure. We have no idea where they are. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be dependent on the Senate and what God uh, is able to work out with whatever coalition he can get to get to 60, as long as 60 is the number, which is obviously something to question. I mean, honestly, right now, for the next 18 months, our job is to do everything we can to slow all of that down to get to December of 2022 and then get in, get in, in here and leave. You had mentioned infrastructure, and I was just, you know, this whole brouhaha over the weekend with Biden uh, saying that they were going to ram through all this, like, liberal, uh, all these liberal wish list things. Right. Uh, why are y'all going to vote for that? Are you going to vote for the one bill if they're going to put all this other stuff in a bill that they just ram through without any bipartisan? Well, I don't vote for anything in the House of Representatives right now. Um, I mean, not flippantly, but there's literally just nothing to But I mean, I know it's the Senate, but, but. The Senate, so what happened, right? The Senate was allegedly working to cut a deal. The people who were working to cut the deal, by the way, were not your conservative warriors in the, mm -hmm. in the Senate. And so they're cutting a deal. But then uh, Biden, who came out and said we got a deal, allowed Pelosi basically to kind of step in and go, oh, no, you don't. You're only going to get that deal if you have reconciliation with all this liberal garbage. Mm -hmm. And then Biden said, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And then kind of backed away from the deal. Then he kind of came back away from the veto threat, so nobody knows what anybody's going to do right now. That's the thing. This is the problem. I actually say, thank you, Lord, 18 more months of 
confusion. And the inability to get stuff done. That's what we want. And as you can see, Santorum agrees. 18 months of chaos is what he wants. 18 months of not doing anything for all of you who expect your government to work for you that they intend on stopping progress for you. Make sure 2022 counts. Democrats, make sure that we have all of these snippets in the right form to let it be seen that these guys are not only obstructionists, they are evil because they know many Americans right now are in need and they are willing to play politics with your life, with your wealth, with your health. And you know it's deeper than that, right? They said, oh, we, we're not going to pass their liberal junk, right? That's all. So they just pass it off. We're not going to pass their liberal junk, right? And, you know, the, the person in the room, the person that he's talking to doesn't say, um, sir, what is that liberal junk? And these are poor, half the time poor people in the room, right? Oh, well, the liberal junk is we want to make sure that we subsidize your child care so that you can go to work and not worry about the well-being of your child. We want to give you a basic income since our system isn't designed for, uh, for you to get a living wage all the time that can afford owning an apartment or a home in this area so that you can live a fruitful life. We want to make sure that you have health care so that if you are sick or your kid gets sick, uh, you know, you are taken care of so that you can get back to school as quick as possible and get back to work as quick as possible so you can be fruitful and enjoy life. These are the liberal things that they want. We want to make sure that we don't continue to pollute the air so that you get emphysema and asthma and all these things that ultimately you are going to pay for because, you know, we don't have Medicare for all. So when all these people burn fossil fuel and those people who have more money burn more fuel, they infect you with your with these different uh, with the, these different soot and so forth in your lungs that give you cancer and emphysema. Now, you know, we want to clean that up. That's a liberal wish list too. And we can go on and on and on. So when, when you have a Republican tell one of their people, oh, um, oh, let's go ahead and uh, those, they are liberal wish lists. Ask them what part of the liberal wish list, wish list they think you are not deserving of. Ask them that. What part of the wish list you do not deserve? What part of the wish list you haven't worked for? Folks, we're at the end of the show. Please remember, please join our posse by clicking that join button. Become a member. We need you to continue doing what we're doing. Please remember to go to politicsunright.com slash YouTube if, you don't, if you're not on YouTube and become a part of our posse. We also need 1,000 patrons, 1,000 YouTubers. Please go to politicsunright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N or you can also contribute to us at politicsandright.com slash PayPal politicsandright.com slash PayPal get our books our books are look those three books the three political books that I have also have a weight loss book because I had a weight problem and it was sort of therapeutic for me to write that book as far as how I did it um, but if you go ahead and um, go to politicsandright.com slash books I have three political books it's worth getting all three Please consider doing that. Uh, Daniel Ado, I see you're, you're going to leave the last message. I think Egberto is drunk. Really? The funny thing about it is I don't drink. This weekend, I had a couple of beers with Norman because, you know, you don't let your friends drink a lot. I don't, I'm not anti-alcohol or anything, but I, if I drink five beers a year, that's a lot. I generally do not drink. My name is Egberto. Oh, by the way, I have nothing against drinking. I have nothing against. I have nothing against marijuana. I have nothing against any of that. I just don't do it. I just don't do. it. Oh, you want to show the mugs? Yeah, I better show the. Thank you, Bridge. Let me show the mugs and let me go ahead and put a list, uh, a link to the mugs as well. I love you, Bridge. You keep me on my toes. You are the leader of the PDR posse. I'm going to be doing some stuff where I'm going to want to give you some more. Um, uh, give you some some stuff in there. Anyhow. Folks, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out!
We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.